0: Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Saturday, January 13th. Where love is, there can be no fear. Today's scripture reading is found in 1 John 4, verses 16-21, from the First Nations Version, which reads, We have come to know and trust the love Creator has for us. The Great Spirit is love. He remains in those who love and keep on loving, and they remain in Him. Love is made complete in us so that we will stand without fear on the day the Creator decides who has done right or wrong. For in this world, when we love as He loves, we are just like Him. Where love is, there can be no fear, for mature love drives all fear away. Fear comes from the thought of punishment. So love is not yet matured in those who continue to be afraid. We love because He first loved us. If we say that we love the great spirit but hate others, then we are speaking with a forked tongue. If we do not love someone we can see, then how can we love a Creator We cannot see. And from him we have been given this instruction the ones who love the Great Spirit must also love the members of his family. This is God's Word. She was sitting alone and writing at a table in a Mexican restaurant in a neighborhood of greater Los Angeles. When she heard a group of five men sitting at an adjacent table hunched over their beers, loudly exclaim a racial slur that she couldn't help but hear. Initially, she froze. Then she decided she wasn't, as a woman of color, simply going to freeze in fear, nor simply ignore it, nor abruptly gather her things and leave. She decided to engage them, to say something. Her first thought was, bigots, or more like, bigots. But then she looked at the men and then engaged in what she describes as the practice of wonder that she had embraced in all of her encounters with people and then said instead, and then said instead within, uncles, these men are my uncles, repeating it internally enough times Until the word uncle replaced the word bigot. Then she walked over. Then she spoke. Mature love drives out fear, says John. And so it did in this woman as she found the courage to engage the five much bigger and intimidating and at least slightly inebriated men. The conversation didn't result in conversion or even a change of behavior or sentiment at least in the five, from what she could tell. But mature love drove out the fear and ushered in the possibility of a genuine conversation, which is what love does. The woman's name is Valerie Carr, and the story is told in her book, See No Stranger, which was one of my most impacting reads from the last year and which title also wouldn't be a bad subtitle to Bob Goff's book, Everybody Always. It also wouldn't be a bad subtitle for this entire series on the letters of John in our New Testaments. Reflecting on her experience that day, Valerie writes, with parenthetical statements by me, Deep listening is about drawing close to someone's story. It turns out it is extremely difficult to draw close to someone you find absolutely abhorrent. How do we listen to someone when their beliefs are disgusting, or enraging, or terrifying? How do we keep listening when the words are so offensive and dangerous that it seems that the only rightful response is hostility? An invisible wall forms between us and them, a chasm that seems impossible to cross. We don't even know why we should try to cross it. Those beliefs don't deserve our attention. In these moments, we can choose to remember that the goal of listening is not to feel empathy for your opponents or validate their ideas or even change their mind in the moment. Our goal is to understand them. Why would someone believe that not every person is a human being? which is something that one of these men explicitly said in the ensuing conversation. In understanding the cultural forces that shape such a belief and the institutions that embolden people to act on it, we can better focus on what we need to fight. Not a few bad actors, but entire policies, platforms, and echo chambers that perpetuate supremacy. In order to create a safer world for all of us, We must not only defeat such opponents but invite them into transformation that means finding a way to overcome our own emotional resistance for example fear and choose to ask questions about them this takes work no kidding valerie neuroscientists call it Cognitive load trying to understand the perspective and pain of people we are inclined to hate that is a dramatic cognitive challenge the load only lightens with practice when listening gets hard i focus on taking the next breath i pay attention to sensations in my body heat clenching and constriction i feel the ground beneath my feet am i safe if so I stay and slow my breath again, quiet my mind, and release the pressure that pushes me to defend my position. I try to wonder about this person's story and the possible wound in them. I think of an earnest question and try to stay curious long enough to be changed by what I hear. Maybe, just maybe, my opponent will begin to wonder about me in return, ask me questions, and listen to my story. Maybe their views will start to break apart and new horizons will open in the process. Maybe the memory of the exchange will play a critical role in their transformation and the future. And then again, maybe not. It doesn't matter as long as the primary goal of listening is to deepen my own understanding. Listening does not grant the other party legitimacy. It grants them humanity. And preserves our own. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, when have you most recently had the opportunity to practice some deep listening with someone with whom you strongly disagree? How did that work out? What did you learn from the exchange? How do we drive out fear so we may press into such meaningful conversations. Lord, make me swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, always, with everybody, as your deepening, mature love in me drives out fear. Through your mercies,